You're about to listen to a message from the Life Point Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. That you would speak to our hearts. Lord, we do not seek you in vain. We thank you for this is a special meeting. We thank you in advance, our Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's put our hands together and celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, I do sound a bit funny this morning. That is a buzz you normally give me. It makes me sound very... But I sound a bit funny, okay. But it's okay. This, this is not my real voice, guys. This, this is already trying to spoil my, spoil my voice. I'd like us to read out of 1 Kings 18. We could read from verse 25 this morning. Right. Um, 1 Kings 18. So my, my our deliberation this morning is... Hallelujah. Oh. Ah, my voice is back. Okay. Um, our deliberation this morning, and I suspect for maybe the next Sunday also, definitely this Thursday, um, is how does God answer prayers? How does God answer prayers? I read out of 1 Kings chapter 18. Verse 25 to 29, I read. Now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one bull for yourselves and prepare it first, for you are many, and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. It's 26. So they took the bull which was given them, and they prepared it, and called on the name of Baal from morning, even till noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice. No one answered. Then they leaped about the altar which they had made. 27 says, And so it was at noon. These guys had been praying since morning. Not only had they been praying since morning, they had then, you know, been shouting since morning. There were a lot of them. So it was quite a prayer meeting and the bible says that uh, not only were they plenty and shouting um, that at some point they began to leap around so there was quite a bit of physical exertion also but this is they were praying for long it was six hours at a stretch and the bible says 27 and so it was at noon that elijah mocked them he threw some shade at them and said cry aloud for he is a God. Either he is meditating, or he is busy, or he's on a journey, or perhaps he is sleeping and must be awakened. So they responding to the shade. So they cried aloud, even louder. And then caught themselves as was their custom. So not only were they shouting a lot, not only were there a lot, not only were they leaping and gyrating, and to cut themselves. They began to slash themselves with knives and lances until the blood gushed out on them. And when midday was past, they prophesied till the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice. No one answered. No one paid attention. I like this uh, portion of scripture for its dramatic effect. 
and also because as you go further in this portion of scripture, a very clear distinction is made between a God who doesn't answer, small g, and the God who answers prayers. The Bible says, to him shall all flesh come. He is our God who answers prayers. I, I realized that looking through the book of Psalms, there's quite a lot of reference to the fact that God answers prayers. And so I asked um, someone to help me put a number of those scriptures together. And there are quite a number of them. Because I find in my experience as a Christian that there's very few things that are as frustrating as unanswered prayer. I mean, as human beings, we even get upset when people don't greet us or don't respond to our greeting. So I say, in a good morning, and he just walks past. You know, in your mind, you just begin to wonder, well, what's rubbish? Why? Well, it's because we go to the same church now. Well, oh, it's because you're that day. You just try and find out. Maybe even now, you, you try and say it a bit louder. Any good morning. And you know, for whatever reason, maybe he's just in the spirit. And it just ignores you. You don't just feel, oh, fantastic. There's a way you feel in your heart. Okay. I, 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 I said hi to him and he didn't, he didn't greet me. There's a way you feel. I mean, when you're quarreling with someone, which you shouldn't really do because you're a Christian, but you still do because you're a work in progress. When you're quarreling, you know how that sometimes to, to prove to them that you're quarreling, you ignore them. You give them the silence treatment. Okay. And there's some very few things as frustrating as that. And so, um, I began to ask myself this month as we teach about prayer, do we understand how God answers prayers? Psalm 145, 18 to 19 says, the Lord is nigh unto all them who call upon him. Uh, for to all that call upon him in truth, he will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. Um, I think that same Psalm 81 verse 7 says, Thou callest in trouble and I delivered thee. I answered thee in the secret place of thunder. Uh, Psalm 3 verse 4 says, I call on the Lord in my distress and he answers me. Psalm 18 and verse 6, In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice out of his temple and my cry for help before he came, before before him came into his ears. Uh, and there's tons of them. Uh, Psalm 34 and verse 4, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. So, I just want to, you know, discuss how does God answer prayers? You know, how does he, what, what does he do when he hears your voice in the place of prayer? This is important because I also realize one of the reasons some of us don't pray as much as we should is because of past frustrations with prayer. Sometimes we also don't understand how the process will work. It's, um, I, I have a friend who says to me, I don't like to call people and they don't pick up. I don't know, you know, but I just don't like calling people and they don't pick up. Yeah. So I can understand when you say, I don't want to pray and then God will not answer. Let me just be where I am. Uh, gently. And you, you know, I heard this recently, um, and I think it's true. Someone was saying, I think on social media, how if people could see how we react when they call us, either before, so you know how you 
how your face changes when you see certain numbers on your phone. You know, are you, well, you, you know, you know when that friend calls you, there's a way you just look at, oh my God. You know, there's a way, and sometimes you look around to make sure they're not close by. So it's like they're seeing you in traffic. And there's a way you react when someone you really like calls you. When, um, I don't know if it's Boo or Bay, but one of them calls you. Okay. I used to actually think Boo was masculine and Bay was feminine, but long been cleared up. Uh, you know what it is when someone you really like calls you? When I call Ogo, you should see her face when she's in the office. Even when she's in a meeting, she just lights up. She starts to smile because then she starts to stammer. Idris, Idris, it's the way she lights up. You, you, and you know, and, and I wanted to put you. So, but how does God behave when we call? Does He smile? Does He have an angel just gather the prayer? He says, "Send me the transcript later." Does He tell Gabriel, "Look at it for me. And let me know." <laughs> and and this is important because um, last year we taught a lot about the mechanics of how to pray different types of prayer, but this year. I will spend a bit of time, you know, the earlier part talking about how God answers prayers. And you'll find that we'll talk about the mechanics underneath. But it's important because it's a conversation. And so it's important that you see what God is doing on the other side. Um, a couple of ways. A couple of ways. I'll mention them very quickly. And we'll take, um, I think we'll take one or two today. Okay. Um, I think one way God answers prayers, and I just go through the list, is peace. Um, Philippians 4, 6, I think Olamide mentioned that. The Bible says, when we pray, you know, to be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving to make a request known unto God. It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. So, he doesn't say here, and I think we'll talk about this first today that God will give you the things that you've asked. He says God will give you peace. That's one. Uh, one other way is signs and wonders. So you pray, God answers with signs and with wonders. Um, one other way is wisdom, revelation, special knowledge. Jeremiah 33, God says, call upon me. He says, and then I will show you great and mighty things of which you know not about. So, Sometimes God will answer you by showing things that you don't know. He will give you wisdom. Uh, sometimes he gives us instructions. So you would pray and then God will give you instructions. Sometimes his answer to you is an instruction. Sometimes he will give you utterance and declarations. And we're going to go through all of this as quickly as we can at some point. Sometimes he will give you utterance and declarations. He will say, say to this. He will say, prophesy. This is how God answers prayers. Sometimes he will send angels. Sometimes he will redeploy men and move mountains. Sometimes he will open doors. Sometimes he will send you favor. Sometimes he would, and not just sometimes, a lot of times he would fill you with the Holy Spirit again. And, and this is important, and I'll try and build, you know, this, construct this, you know, a bit more elegantly over the couple of, you know, times I teach about this. But it's important that you realize that God answers prayers. He just doesn't answer 
every time in the same way. And, and it's useful when we converse with him that we realize what he's doing. Okay? Let, let's examine, for example, peace. This one is a simple, but let's examine peace. So Philippians 4, 6 says, when we pray, we bring supplications to God. With thanksgiving, that God does this interesting thing where he gives us peace. The Amplified translation of that verse says, Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God. And the peace of God, that peace that reassures the heart, that peace that transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your heart and mind in Christ Jesus is yours. I like how the message translation renders. It says, do not fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praise shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. It says, before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Help me ask your neighbor, do you have some peace? Do you have some peace? Well, if you're new to life point, this is how the pastor gets through the message quickly. Ask you. So let me ask the other neighbor, so they just warm up also, the one you've been ignoring on the other side. Just ask them, do you have some peace? Do you have some peace? So when, when you have a child... Um, run up to you in tears, just crying as children are wont to do. What tends to happen is that you, your first reaction, if you're a good parent, so an African parent would say, why, just, why are you crying? Why are you crying? No, not that one. You tend to try and gather the child together and calm them. Uh, take it easy. Because the truth is that through the tears, you can't hear that, you know, they're crying, there's tears, there's all sorts happening, you know, they're wailing, and you're trying to calm them down, first and foremost, so you can hear them, and so that they can hear you. And I, I, I like how Paul says, when we pray, that one of the results of our prayer is peace. One of the ways that God answers us is peace. And I, I like this because Oftentimes, we miss it. So, you know, you're like, you know, God, um, what is stuff that people pray for? I need, uh, I need this rain to stop. I need this rain to stop. This rain has to stop, Lord. It has to stop. It has to stop. And you look out. Ah, God, didn't you hear me? Rain is falling. You, God, me, Christian, pray. Rain, stop. Rain, rain, rain. And you're, you're really, you're, you're afraid, I mean, and you can see the water just moving up. Ha, hey, God, hey. hey. You speak in tongues a bit. But it's funny how, especially when you're faced with a difficult circumstance, at that early stage, you're really not praying. You're just communicating fear and worry and anxiety. And you're just willing. God, God. <laughs> and, um, and the thing with peace is that it's, it's, you know, Bible says in, um, I think it's in Proverbs 4.23. It says to guard your heart with all diligence. It says for out of it come the issues of life. 
Uh, and one of the ways we guard our hearts with diligence um, is by the arrival of peace. Uh, so that scripture that we read in Philippians 4, it says that the peace of God that passes human understanding will guard your hearts. So peace is like a gatekeeper for the hearts. And so what happens when we pray, God first will send us peace. Before sending you the answer, because some of the answers to your prayers are not overnight. It's not a, the gentleman says, uh, you know, um, uh, God, I want to be married. The answer to that prayer is not just then you wake up and then you look beside you on the bed and then Florence from the choir is there. That's not an answer to prayer. That's a bad, that's something bad. You, you need to leave there. You know, <laughs> um, that's, but, so the answer to prayer is going to be that you're going to come when God is answering the prayer, you know, and then you will walk into church, you will notice Florence taking the special song. Part of the special song will resound with something in your mind. You would think that she was talking to you. And then as you're going, Florence will walk past as a further sign. She will smile, say hello, and God will give you favor. And you will then say, Florence, do you mind a drink across the road? She will say, why not? That is the answer to prayer. It is not, and, but before that answer comes, God will give you peace. And I tell you why. Because if he cannot give you peace first, your heart is in a place where typically it's unable to discern or receive the will of God. You, you, are, so you are just scattered. Oh, I'm going ahead of it. But this is why I said to people, you don't make your best decisions out of anxiety. It's not so, and, and anxiety is in different forms. It's not just uh, you're, you're afraid. Of, no, no. The anxiety is also when, you know, when they say your brain has been scattered. And I, and I said to someone, you know, when you are emotionally high, when that brother has sent you roses, Range Rover, G-Wagon, texts, you can't make a marriage decision then. You are anxious. I tell you no lie. You would, you, the next thing you would have seen, you will be home with the ring on your hand. You would have accepted the, the proposal. You can't make, but what God needs to do, so even when you then go and pray, you need to delink yourself from those things and let God first bring your heart to a place of peace. So that you can hear him. I mean, you, you know sometimes people tell you, God told me. And you're reminded like, ah, but this doesn't sound like God. But since you say God told you, I can't argue with you. I mean, as a pastor, some, once in a while you hear somebody say, God told me. And you're like, ah, eh, okay, I know I'm not supposed to argue with you about what God told you. But this doesn't sound like what God said. And I kind of understand that because when you're anxious, you're unable to even hear God clearly. And so God will send us peace. So he says to guard your heart with all diligence. I dare say that there's so many there's so, there are too many times when our hearts are unguarded. When is your heart unguarded? Your heart is unguarded when there is no peace there. When there is no peace there. You know, when scripture de describes the, the weapons of our warfare, you know it talks about the preparation having your feet shod with the preparation that comes from the gospel of peace. It's one of those things that I've never really understood. It's like, which one is that one? Okay, well, fine. The other ones, I, just, I understand five out of six. I'm not doing too badly. But I began to realize that just the possession of peace prepares you for battle. So peace does not come after the answer or the manifestation has come. 
Otherwise, it is no longer peace that passes human understanding. That is peace that humans can understand. But God will first answer us with peace that passes human understanding so that we can then begin in prayer. So, um, peace has a way of recalibrating the settings of our hearts. It allows our hearts to begin to function the way God wants it to function. So, says, out of your heart flow the issues of life. It's like having a watch, and but the watch, you know, cannot tell the time. You know, you can have a Rolex, but it's not, it doesn't tell the time. It doesn't tell the date. It's reading the wrong time and date. It's, it's a Rolex, it's expensive, but it's a bangle for that. It's not a watch at that time. And, um, you know, when God gives us peace, what happens is that we are then prepared to walk in faith. We are then prepared to walk in faith. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 12, for you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. And all the trees shall clap their hands. Help me ask the person next to you, do you have any peace in your heart? Do you have any peace in your heart? Do you have any peace in your heart? Uh, James was the one who says, look, uh, it says for it says, let him ask in faith, not doubting, in James 1. It says, because he who doubts is like a wave of a sea driven and tossed by the wind. He says, for let not that man suppose that he would receive anything from God. For he is double-minded, unstable in all his ways. And so, so God answers us first with peace, I think. God's answer of peace releases you to discern his will. You know, Peter, walking by faith, Peter loses his peace before he loses his faith. So he sees the storms, and then everything shakes up, everything. And then his faith is lost in that moment. God's answer of peace allows us to hear him. You know, God is constantly telling the people of Israel, you read, I think it's Psalm 46 and 10, he says, be still. And know that I am God. Be still and see the deliverance of God. Peace has a way of preparing you to receive instructions from God. Peace has a way of preventing you from standing in the way of God's answer. You know that God can be talking to a man and he will, I mean, the Bible says that God begins to call, I think it's Samuel. God will call him. But he would go and he would respond to Eli. So there's a way that God can be trying to tell you something. And you're responding to men. One of the things that peace does is it's, it's kind of like... It's interesting. Olamide was talking about Anastasia during surgery. And how it failed a couple of times. <laughs> so imagine they have to do a surgery on a gentleman. A complex surgery for that matter. And the doctor says, look, I'm such, I have such great skill. I'm going to do this surgery without, don't worry, you'll be fine, without anesthesia. No, I think I can do it very quickly. <laughs> you know, you'll be the one just telling the doctor, I'm coming, let me. 
let me try the other hospital down the road. In fact, it's not only that you can feel the pain, sometimes that you can see what they are doing. Uh, <laughs> I know myself, even if I can't feel, just like I can see that you tore something. No, no, that's the end. <laughs> that's the end. I'm fine. I'm healed. I, I believe in divine healing. I don't want the surgery anymore. I'm going to work away. Or even simple things like taking a haircut. You know, you can't go to the barber shop for the guys and just move your head anyhow. He'll give you like a mohawk <laughs> in a new form. Or the ladies, you can't go to the, they're weaving your hair, just moving it anyhow. Just. But that sometimes is how when we pray and God is trying to answer us with peace, that's sometimes how we are. Moving. And sometimes even in the movement of the people in the prayer, you can see it. And this person is not in a place of peace yet. And then there's no shade to you. Just relax. <laughs> I move around when I pray. Don't, don't mind me. But sometimes the way the people are moving, you know God has not started answering them yet. <laughs> Yeah, moving, moving like a royal lion from one side to the other. God said, wait, wait. It's like, no. Guys, moving, moving. You know, uh, your answer is still coming. <laughs> your answer is still coming. It's too far. <laughs> but God says, be still and know that I am God. He says, when you bring prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, he says, that one of the first things I do is I deal with your anxiety. I deal with your anxiety. Because when a man has no peace in his heart, he's double-minded. He's calculating. Ah, should I call Uncle John? Ah, what should I do? Who should I talk to? Ah, and God is trying to... No, no, the man is like... He's, there's still so much happening. There's still so much happening in his heart. And, I, and I'm serious about... Um, it, it's, 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 this is a big deal for us as Christians. Especially in a city like ours is a big deal. And so, I like to just talk about how do we pray until peace comes. It used to be that song uh, when we were I say that, I say, that, I say when I was growing up as a Christian, it used to be that song about peace. I don't know if you remember the song. Uh, some people are old, yeah. <laughs> you know that, what, how does this start? So, who are you from like you don't know the song? <laughs> this is the song about peace. Right. How does this, what's the first line? I will, I will worship the Lord. The Lord is mighty. The Lord shall quench the evil flame, the evil flames, peace. When trouble blows, Jehovah sees, Jehovah knows, he is my peace. When sorrows leave, Jehovah sees, Jehovah Okay, you know the song. You know the song. There's a part of the song where they then go, uh, there's a lot of echoing in the song. The Lord is mighty. Might. <laughs> but peace is a big deal. Maybe we'll sing it later. We'll sing it later. But peace is a big deal. And, and as I prepared for this, I realized how that a lot of the answers to our prayers, so even the other things that God wants to then answer us or get us to, 
his responses in prayer. Sometimes because we have refused to get into the place of peace, it's, we find it difficult to process the other things. How do I pray myself into peace? <laughs> um, when we pray in the Spirit, I was leading a prayer meeting three weeks ago, I think, and I decided to talk out of Psalm 23. And I, I said, let's pray in the Spirit a bit. And for me, that morning, it was, I found myself saying to them, can we just pray a little more? Because I sense that God is, as it were, restoring someone's soul. That wasn't something I thought about. It was something that, you know, I began to say as we prayed. And what's been interesting as I prepared for this morning is that whole us showing up in the presence of God. And God says, hang on, relax. Let me get you to a place of peace first. Just, just hang on a bit. And, and Paul uses uh, is a cocktail of sorts that he puts before us. He says prayer and then supplication with thanksgiving. And, and, I, and I like that. Because for me, supplication there is more than just... Supplication is about you saying, I have a definite request. But when you check in meaning, typically they would speak about you appealing as it were to a higher power. They would talk about humbling yourself, humility. One, one teacher once was saying in a commentary about how it was almost like you surrendering on the battlefield. And I find that when you pray and you start with, Lord, I surrender, I submit to you, that you are bigger than me, you are on my side, you are in charge of my life. I recognize your authority and your power over me. It's, uh, this is why worship is really important in, in the prayer of supplication because you are essentially saying, Lord, this equation is more than us just having a conversation with a friend. I know God is a friend, but look, Lord, you are, you are the Lord of my life. And what happens is when you begin to do that, you say, look, look God, you are actually in charge. You, you get to that place, um, I think it's in First Peter chapter 5, where he says to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. That prayer is extremely important because I believe it's one of the ways to get to the place of peace in prayer. It's because when you go to God and you are gisting as if, and it's important to gist. I like it. You know, God, you see what happened in Lagos. Terrible, terrible. You know, ah, it's tough, it's tough. And it's important to have conversation with God. Important to do that. But there's also a dimension of your prayer but necessarily must reflect the fact that you are appearing before the one who is your king. The one who controls your life. The one who, Bible says, has your times in his hands. Because what happens? First Peter says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and that he will exalt you in due time. Verse 7 says, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. And so true humility, true humility, is reflected when we get into the presence of God and we cast our cares before him. I find too many people, I find a number of people who are too spiritual for God. So say, me, I don't really ask God for things. No, no, I don't, like, I just don't ask God. I don't like burden. No, I just want to pray for the nations. Just pray for the nations. As I am now, I have Zimbabwe in my mind. Zimbabwe said, but you're not married. He said, no, don't leave me married. So, so I don't, I worry God about it. I don't, I don't want to pray. 
Let's pray for Zimbabwe. I'm an intercessor. My family were all intercessors. If I'm not just an intercessor, I'm an international I'm a, with apostolic calling. Okay? And God is just looking at you, burdened. You are proud. You are proud. And so there's something about prayer where you humble. So, I, there is no reason for a Christian to be anxious. There is absolutely no reason for a Christian to be anxious. This is important. There is no reason. And I know this out of, so I, I'm telling you this out of my personal experience. Because I am, um, um, I mean, there's a part of me that's very introverted and, and, think, and I think a lot about things. I tend to process things a lot in my mind. And I can get to the place where I am just, I'm, so it's almost like saying, I won't pray about it until I have finished processing it. So when I bring it to God, at least I've helped him to analyze the, the thing. At least I'm saying, okay, well, God, I've looked at it. I've dimensioned it for you. There are five issues. There are two options here, but there are five issues. If you can deal with three and four, I prefer option one. You know, I, I don't like, I don't have that. That's how I am. That's how I'm wired. To just say something is disturbing, I just say, God, edge your handle this. That's not how I'm wired. But I'm learning. Because what happens is, as you carry anxiety in your heart, it's difficult to understand God's will. It's difficult to hear God. So sometimes God will still have sent, which is why sometimes God will have even sent the answer to the prayer. But the person is literally running from pillar to post. I don't know if you've ever worried before about something and then felt foolish, deeply foolish, maybe two weeks later. I was telling a friend of mine, I said, I hope you feel deeply silly now because she had been really upset about something. I said, I hope you really feel, from the bottom of your heart, you feel silly because you have to learn from this. Help me ask this person next to you, just tell them, is there any anxiety in your heart? Tell them, cast your cares upon Jesus because he cares for you. Gratitude is important. Gratitude is important. It doesn't sound very deep, but there's a way that gratitude helps you to recalibrate your mind and bring you to the place of peace. I'm trying in this message is not to necessarily teach you how to pray, because we've done that. There's lots of material, and we probably will do that. But I find today that it's that whole, how does God answer? I don't, have you ever realized sometimes how when you feel a deep absence of peace in your heart, you know you have to pray. You, you know, you just, you could just be having a day and then you get to a place where, because sometimes it's that, that exaggerated absence of peace in your heart is almost like a summons from God to come to the place of prayer. And you know it. You just know, oh my God, there's something, I can't put my finger to it. There's something wrong somewhere. And you know you have to pray. In fact, I say that it's not about praying until you get to the place of peace. I say that it's when you get the, you, you know, and peace is that it fills your heart. It's an emotion. You know it. That is when your truest prayer starts. So what happens to some people is that they're praying for a matter, they're praying for a matter, and then they get to a place where there's peace in their heart, then they stop. And no, no, that's not where you're supposed to stop. At all. At all. That is when your mind is then clear 
and you can pray properly. How often should I pray myself into peace? It's like asking how often should you take a shower? As often as possible. You know, there's this saying that people from where my wife and Akodem come from, where they say, I get them before, not be property. So if I translate to you modern people, it means that the fact that you had it before doesn't mean you have it. I used to have a Mercedes Benz. It don't mean that you have it now, okay? And it's with peace sometimes. I had peace in 96. I had a lot of peace. I I felt a lot of peace. Once you can feel in your heart that you are anxious, it's time to pray. So you should actually, I said that anybody who lives in Lagos, you should pray, you pray once a, a day in Lagos is, is, is not good. I am saying it again, and I know what I'm saying. Praying once a day in the city like Lagos is not good. You should, that's why the Bible says to pray without season. A Christian without peace is it's like a party without small chops. Like the Champions League without Arsenal. <laughs> no, no. It, no, a prayer that does not produce peace. <laughs> what kind of prayer is that? So do not take the absence of peace in your heart for granted. Jesus says in John 14, 27, it says, Peace I live with you. He says, My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. So there's something about prayer, supplication. Like, God, I submit to you. you. You are the one in charge. You are totally, you are the, you own, and that's, worship is important because, you know, I don't know if you've ever been accosted by drummers before at a, at a wedding, but there's a way they start to, you know, they don't know you. They just start saying things. And sometimes you're just like, okay, let me just give it, just to get them off your back. Psalm 23, Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. It's interesting, we kind of have touched the scripture today. So he would lead the sheep by still waters because that is where he can then do the things he needs to do. Restore their souls. To prepare a table for them in the presence of their enemies. So how does God answer prayers? Peace is extremely important. I was going to talk about signs and wonders. I can't do that this morning. If uh, oh, Experiencing God is... is, uh, is, is, is we've, we had a beautiful closure last Thursday. So regular service starts, uh, I think I will start with signs and wonders on Thursday. Um, Acts 4, 29 to 31, the Bible says they prayed. He says that, say by, verse 30, he says, by the stretching of your hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done through the name of our Lord, or your Holy Son, or your Holy Servant Jesus. And I'll talk on Thursday about how does God, the answer of signs and wonders. In fact, I remember asking was Caleb and someone else in my office. I said, I was, "Who was it?" Yeah, I said, "Was it, was it Caleb? Was it you?" I said, "What is, what is, what is a sign? What is a wonder?" But I've seen a couple of things as I was studying, and we will pray on Thursday. So if you if you can make it, please come. Service starts at half six. Please come. Um, it's extremely important. And I will pray, and I would explain how signs and wonders, how God, what. Where that answer comes from, how he responds, and why he responds with signs. The answer probably will surprise you. It's very obvious, but it will surprise you. Okay. Um, so, 
this is summary, this is first, first discussion. I said something earlier, and I'll say it again to us. It is illegal and unnecessary for a Christian to be anxious. If, and I know that different people here today, yes, different things that might trouble your heart. The Bible says, when you sense anxiety, that what you should do is to pray. Because anxiety threatens your peace. And there's someone here, you already know you have no peace inside of you. Uh, and because we have um, become proficient in the art of putting up a face, we can't really tell how you're doing on the inside. For someone, everything is fine. The Brazilian wig is looking on point. Your Mary Kay is fine. But there's a storm raging on the inside. You're a guy, I know you have no Mary Kay on, but your beard is streamed perfectly. Your accent is coming out well. But there's a battle on the inside. Could we try this morning? and pray until someone gets to a place of peace. So finally, my brethren, one of the answers God gives us is peace. And it's, it's, I can understand that peace, you know, who does peace help? You say, I know. That's asking for G-Wagon is giving me peace. But perhaps he wants you to see Perhaps he wants you to see. He says, be still and see the deliverance of the Lord. If there's the place you get to in prayer that you are then still. I like us this morning. Um, I like us to pray. I like us to pray. I like you 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 to just close your eyes. Dara's going to sing the song and the band. I like you to just go ahead. And we ask you to close your eyes just so that you have the privacy of the moment. You're not really distracted. If it doesn't work for you, it ain't fine.
one of those prayers where you really just humble yourself before God and say, Father, I cast all my cares. I cast all my cares. I cast all my cares. So I don't know what is a care in your heart today, but as, as we continue to just sing that song, I just like you to just take our time. i like you to forget about everybody else. And I'd like you to humble yourself before God. It says that He will exalt you in due season. He says He will exalt you. He says, but cast your care upon Jesus. Come on, church. Come on, church. 
Le Parabagadoshi, Le Pregadesh, Mandelegadesh, Le Pregadesh, Le Parabagadesh. Someone the Lord is saying, Is that all? Is that all? He says, What is it that has been in your heart? What is it that is making you anxious? What is it that is making you anxious? Come on, child. Someone, you need to go back in and bring out some more. And lay it at the feet of Jesus. What is it that has been making you anxious? Hey, Lord. I'd like you to bring them all out. I'd like you to bring them all out. Someone says it's school fees. Someone says it's my job. But stop acting proud. I'd like you to stand before God this afternoon and say, Lord, this is something I cannot deal with. God says, show me. He says, tell me. Lord says, it's my business. Small things, big things. Those things, the new things. This is a prayer. This is where we recognize God the Alpha and Omega. Come on, someone, you need to talk to God about this matter. I don't know what it is, but you need to speak to God about it. Come on, church. All through this house, I like prayer to be made. I like prayer to be made. I like prayer to be made. It's a simple prayer. It's one prayer where you're saying, God, I am not God. God, I am not God. You are God. I am not God. And I submit myself to you. I submit my life to you. For someone, it's your finances. For someone, it's your walk of righteousness. I don't know what it is. But it's not a prayer time to keep quiet. It's one of those times when you just submit before God everything. I don't know how old the matter has been. I don't know whether you have prayed it before, but it's one where you're saying, Lord, I leave it at your doorstep. I hear you are the one who sorts out all matters. I hear you are the one who sorts out all things. He says your thoughts towards me are thoughts of good and not of evil to prosper and not to have me to bring me to a place of peace, of prosperity, a place of good. Le Paragado says once has he said it twice, have I heard it? And all power belongs unto God. If you can, if you can, I would like you to pray in your understanding. Because there is a way you can pray in the spirit and not tell God things. But I'd like you to empty your heart of every anxiety and say, Lord, there is things. Lord, this matter, that matter, I'll give you two or three minutes. But I'd like you to talk to God. I'd like you to totally forget about everybody. If you need to walk around, I'd like you to walk around. If you need to walk around, but you need to spend this next couple of minutes just uncluttering your soul and saying, Lord, concerning this matter, I refuse to be anxious about it anymore. 
anymore. From this moment onwards, I declare I am no longer anxious about it, not just because I'm confused or silly, but because I have handed the matter over to you. I don't know what someone is about your parents. Liboranda Magados, Liparagada, Lord, we hand it over to you. Lord, we hand it over to you. Lord, we hand it over to you. All our help comes from you. Lord, we hand it over to So why don't we now then pray in the spirit? Why don't we now then pray in the spirit? And as you pray in the spirit, you are addressing your soul. David will say, why are you so downcast, oh my soul? Take a seat. Let me speak to you. Why are you so downcast, oh my soul? He says, put your trust in God. So this is that moment where we ask, we, it's as if we stand in the shah and let God restore our soul so you that you can pray in tongues. But otherwise, you just worship. Yes, you are the one in charge, oh God. You are the one in charge, oh God. Don't let anyone distract you. Don't let anything distract you. I like you to do some worship. I like you to do some worship because there's a way that worship recalibrates your soul. I like you to let your soul worship God this morning. Let it recognize that Alpha and Omega is the one to know whom you stand. Let it recognize that the rock of ages, the one who can do all things, the one who created the heavens and the earth. You are the one before whom I stand. You are the one who moves the mountains. You are the one who causes rivers to spring forth in the midst of the desert. You are the one before whom we stand. I see mountains moving. I see gates opening. He says, lift up your hands, all you gates. And open it. Come on, church. Let us worship. Let us worship. Arise from your hands. Hey,
accomplished prayer, supplication, and praise. I like us to thank God. And this is, I like you to thank God over your life. And like I said, not be too spiritual for God this morning. But more than just thanking God for, for your life, I like you to thank Him for the things that have made you blessed. The things which you have now left as a trace. So I like you to call them by name and say, Father, I thank you for this thing. Now, so, so church, just go ahead. I don't know what it is that has been making you anxious, but I like you to just go ahead and please just just wait this morning. Lord, I bring thanks to you. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.